This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to our Lord's house this morning as we gather together for worship. We sing our first song. Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done 
and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today as a congregation, we observe Armed Forces Sunday. We give thanks to God for the men and women who serve in the armed forces of our nation. Today in the church here, it is the sixth Sunday of Easter, This Sunday in Latin is called Rogate Sunday, Rogate meaning prayer, and uh, the Rogation days in the church were the first three days after this Sunday when the church spent time in prayer, praying for seed time and harvest, praying especially at this time of the year for the planting of the crops and for the blessing of those crops and a good harvest in the fall. That was especially important for the people of God in years past because famine and drought and plague came often. And there was often not the guarantee of a, of a good crop and, uh, and a good harvest in the fall. And so the church spent three days in prayer, uh, these three days, um, praying for our farmers and the seed time and the harvest. The uh, shortage of infant formula this time in uh, in our nation should remind us that our food supply is fragile and uh, that we are only one bad crop, one bad year away from great shortages of food in our nation. And so we observe Rogation Sunday and the Rogation Days of the Church today. Our Old Testament reading is written in Numbers Chapter 21, from Mount Hor they set out by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the people became impatient on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and we loathe this worthless food." Then the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people, so that many people of Israel died. And the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people, and the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. And everyone who is bitten when he sees it shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on a pole. And if a serpent bit anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle is written in 1 Timothy chapter 2. 
First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings, and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good, and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, In that day you will ask nothing of me. Truly, truly, I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive, that your joy may be full. I have said these things to you in figures of speech. The hour is coming when I will no longer speak to you in figures of speech, but will tell you plainly about the Father. In that day you will ask in my name, and I do not say to you that I will ask the Father on your behalf, for the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. I came from the Father and have come into the world, and now I am leaving the world and going to the Father. His disciples said, Ah, now you are speaking plainly and not using figurative speech. Now we know that you know all things and do not need anyone to question you. This is why we believe that you came from God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Our text today from our Old Testament reading in Numbers chapter 21. The Lord said to Moses, Make a snake and put it up on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. These are the words of our text, God's grace and his mercy and his peace. Be multiplied to you now and forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I saw a cartoon this week. It showed a dog sitting alone alongside the sidewalk. The dog was begging for money. The dog had his food bowl next to him for donations. And some generous people had tossed in some money into the dog's food bowl. And the dog was holding up a sign while begging. And the sign told the dog's sad story. The sign read, Bit the hand that fed me. (laughs) We've all heard that old saying, haven't we? Don't bite the hand that feeds you. It comes from a fable written centuries ago. In that old story, a man's dog falls into a well and is drowning. 
and the owner reaches into the well to save the dog, but the dog bites him. And the owner is angry, and he leaves the dog in the well to die. The moral of the fable is, don't bite the hand that feeds you. The people of Israel bit the hand of God who fed them. In our text, we find the people of God complaining against him once again. Imagine that. The people of God complaining against God. Grumbling against God and Moses. That's what the people of Israel are doing. And in that grumbling, they are biting the hand that fed them. Listen to the text. Moses writes, The people of Israel traveled from Mount Hor along the route to the Red Sea to go around Edom. They are heading for the promised land. They have been wandering in the desert wilderness for 40 years. They are wandering in the wilderness because of their grumbling and complaining and refusal to believe the word and promise of God. They've been wandering for 40 years and they are not happy wanderers. And our text continues. But the people grew impatient on the way. They spoke against God and against Moses and said, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the desert? There is no bread, there is no water, and we detest this miserable food. There, did you see it? Did you catch it? Right there, the Israelites bit the hand of God who fed them. What did they do? Well, once again, they grumble and complain against God that God is up to no good. They say that God is evil. He is wicked and mean, and he is nasty. Now, God has led the people of Israel for 40 years. For 40 years, God has fed them. He has fed them manna, Every morning, quail every evening, their clothing and their shoes have not worn out throughout these 40 years. He has watched over them and protected them from all of their enemies. God has shown them great love and tremendous mercy. And how do the people of Israel repay God for the mercy that he has shown to them? They grumble and they question the goodness of God. They are impatient, and they bite the hand that feeds them. The sinful heart never changes. It always accuses God of being evil, of intending to do harm to us, of having wicked motives, of being nasty, not nice, of not hearing our prayers when we cry out to him in prayer. And the sinful heart of sinful people will always bite the hand of God who feeds them 
and who loves them and who does good to them. Now you know this is true, don't you? Because you and me, we're just like the people of Israel. The sinful heart that beats in you and me is the same sinful heart that beat in them. We are just like the Israelites. God has been so good to you and me. He has delivered us from slavery to sin and death and the power of the devil. He richly and he daily provides you with everything that you need in this body and life. He watches over and protects our nation. He guards and defends us against all evil. He gives to us the men and women of our armed forces who serve our country and protect us. And their work is God taking care of you and me. God showing us mercy and watching over our land. And most important of all, God has richly and abundantly and faithfully forgiven all of your sins. Day after day, week after week, announcing to you his love and his mercy and his forgiveness. And here at the altar, he feeds you his very own body and blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Truly what a gracious and loving father we have. God who takes care of you and me. But then things go bad. Something bad happens to you and me. And what do we do? We bite the hand that feeds us. We grumble. We complain. We accuse God of being evil. We say that he isn't good. We say that God is the one who is responsible. God is the one who has orchestrated the bad thing that has happened to us. And he has done it because he hates us. He's never loved us. In fact, all of that goodness, he was just toying with us so that he could smash us like a bug on a sidewalk. And you and me, we say, why have you brought me to the doors of paradise only to crush me? And like the Israelites, we detest God too. We bite the hand that feeds us. And like Israel, we never learn our lesson. We do it over and over and over again. We love it when God is good and merciful, but the minute something bad happens, it's his fault. And we complain, we accuse God. We accuse him of being evil and wicked. And it's all because of the sinful heart that dwells inside of you and me. It beats strong in us, just like it did in Moses, just like it did in the people of Israel. So what does God do with Israel and you and me when we complain against him and accuse him? Well, what God does in us is he works repentance. He works repentance. He shows us our sin. He brings you and me to our knees. And he lifts up out of our hearts a voice of repentance as we cry out, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And he lifts up our eyes to the salvation that he has provided in his son, Jesus. And he forgives you and me, forgives all of our complaining, forgives our grumbling, 
and gives to us life everlasting. That's what God is up to in our Old Testament reading. He's working repentance in the hearts of the people of Israel. Listen. Then the Lord sent venomous snakes among them. Remember Harrison Ford and Raiders of the Lost Ark? I hate snakes. <laughs> yeah. Well, God sends snakes among the people of Israel. And they bit the people and many Israelites died. And the people came to Moses and said, We sinned when we spoke against the Lord and against you. Pray. Pray that the Lord will take the snakes away from us. They cry out. They cry out in sorrow for their sin. They cry out for mercy and salvation. And what will God do? Will he let them die like a dog in a well? As dogs in the wilderness? God would certainly be justified if he did so because that's what Israel deserves. And that's what we deserve too. But that's not what happens, is it? We read, So Moses prayed for the people. The Lord said to Moses, Make a snake, put it up on a pole. Anyone who is bitten can look at it and live. So Moses made a bronze snake, put it up on a pole. Then when anyone was bitten by a snake and looked at it, he lived. He lived. And Jesus says this, Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Just as Moses prayed for the people, so Jesus prays, for you and me. He is right now at the right hand of the Father interceding for you and me. He prays as he prayed from the cross, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. As our epistle lesson told us today, there is one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, our Lord. This same Jesus was lifted up on the cross at Calvary for you. He is the God who overcomes death. He is the God who is the resurrection and the life. And when you have sinned, when you have bitten the hand that feeds you, lift up your eyes to Jesus. Lift up your eyes to Jesus and be forgiven and given everlasting life. When you bite the hand of God who feeds you, when you are bitten by the guilt of your sin, lift up your eyes to Jesus, look to him and be saved. For the hand that you bite are the hands that were stretched out on the cross for you. Jesus was stricken and smitten and afflicted for you. He was pierced for your transgressions. He was crushed for your iniquities. And by his wounds you are saved. When you bite the hand of Jesus who feeds you, when you are bitten by your sin and your guilt, lift up your eyes to him, for he is gracious and merciful to you and me. 
He is slow to anger and abounding in love. For the hand that you bite are the hands that feed you. His very body and blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Jesus will not treat you and me as our sins deserve. He got what we deserve on the cross. And now he treats you and me with love and compassion. When you bite the hand of Jesus who feeds you, when you are bitten by the guilt of your sin, Jesus is not going to let you drown in your sin. Instead, he drowns you in your baptism and raises you to new life. And he works repentance in you and me. And he gives you and me a new heart. A new heart that beats with love and gratitude and obedience to him. And what shall we say to this? Should we go on sinning that God's grace might abound? Should we go on biting the hand that feeds us? Should we continue to complain and grumble against God? By no means. We died to sin. How can we continue to live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. In order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. A new life that loves and serves God in gratitude for his mercy and love for us. Well, that dog sitting by the sidewalk, that dog was sitting in his shame and in his guilt, and he bore the sign of his sin, bit the hand that fed me. We all, like that dog, have gone astray. We bite the hand of God who feeds us. But God has laid upon Jesus all of our sin. And there is now no condemnation for you and me. For you are in Christ Jesus. For Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. We continue by speaking together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Jesus, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. We sing our closing song, God Bless Our Native Land.